Poncho. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including Major League Soccer is officially coming to the great state of North Carolina. In case you had forgotten, we got the NBA back in 1988. We got the NFL in 1995. We got the NHL in 1997. We still, of course, don't have Major League Baseball, but we have virtually everything else there is to have college and pro. And now one of the other only things we are missing from our map of the Carolinas in the pro or college sports world, it's officially coming, in this case, to Charlotte. That leaves Raleigh and many others disappointed, but the MLS commissioner is in the Queen City today. The Carolina Panthers football owner, David Tepper, is also a part of the festivities and was so earlier today in the city of Charlotte. He's paying a record $325 million expansion fee for the right to bring the MLS to our great state. They are team number 30. Years ago, the MLS said, we're growing to 30. There's only 24 active MLS teams as we speak. Two more will begin play next year. Two more will begin play in 2021, and we learned earlier today, one of those two will be the brand spanking new Charlotte franchise. Two more will begin in 2022. That gets them to their magical number of 30. It doesn't mean they'll never expand again. It just does mean that that door has gone from wide open in recent years, and Charlotte, among others, took advantage to just cracked for somewhere down the road, maybe for a Raleigh or a Las Vegas or someone else. More on that big news in our statewide sports scene. Of course, we'll tackle some National Football League. Drew Brees is setting more records on Monday Night Football this time. Will Greer is going to get his first NFL start. He's a guy from the Charlotte area. If you've watched Sam Howell of UNC this year, he's making all the freshman All-America teams for the Tar Heels as Mac Brown dropped by on our show yesterday. All the bowl coaches will be dropping by this month here on the David Glenn Show. And, of course, National Signing Day is tomorrow. If you know a little bit of the Sam Howell story, as he was originally going to Florida State, but instead flipped to the Tar Heels thanks to the excitement surrounding Mac is back and Mac Brown's return to Chapel Hill. And now he's already setting records for Carolina. Will Greer actually was the insane numbers quarterback from the high school level here in North Carolina just a few years ago. And then he started at Florida, his college career, but then it didn't pan out there. He went to West Virginia. The guy was fourth in the Heisman voting a couple years ago. He, of course, was the third-round pick of your Panthers. He was the third stringer when Cam Newton was healthy. He became the second stringer when Kyle Allen was promoted to starter. And with two weeks remaining in the regular season, it is expected to be officially announced today or tomorrow. Rookie QB Will Greer will get his first NFL start. Y'all know the logic. Why not, right? Not sure what you're going to do with Cam, even though Cam has a year left on his deal. Kyle Allen, while probably not a starter in most people's eyes at this point, looks like a pretty solid backup at worst, and he is within the Carolina Panthers' rights to retain him moving forward. Why not find out what you have with Will Greer? Not everybody buys that logic. 
but I think that is behind this decision to elevate him into a starting role. Only two weeks to play. Why the heck not? See what you have or if you have anything at all. In the preseason, remember, Will Greer was not at all good. He's been running the scout team since then, has not jumped into the game at any point of any significance, he will get his chance this weekend and assumedly on the final weekend of the regular season as well. We have questions of the day for you. We have great guests on some of the biggest headlines. I have the NBA and college basketball on my mind. The Carolina Hurricanes are not only playing great hockey, they're back on the ice tonight at Winnipeg. They are in the fourth game of their five-game road trip starting Saturday night when the Glenn family hits PNC Arena. Only once a year do I get the lovely and talented Maria and my son Anthony and my daughter Avery in our on-the-glass seats. That'll be this Saturday night, so hope to see you at PNC Arena as the Canes return from this long road trip. Tonight, it's the fourth and final trip in their tour of Western Canada. They have five of a possible six points through the first three games of that tour. It's at the Winnipeg Jets, another quality opponent tonight. It's at Colorado as they come back stateside on Thursday night and then back here in Raleigh come Saturday night for the Glenn family reunion, if you will, and perhaps your trip to PNC as well. In college hoops, Duke is mostly where it wants to be. NC State is mostly where it wants to be. Wake Forest is not, but is also coming off one of the biggest wins of the Danny Manning era, which is now in year six, believe it or not. They beat top 25 Xavier this weekend. And as we know, UNC struggling badly, offensively woeful, dealing with injuries, and oh, by the way, dealing with a road trip to number two Gonzaga. That's way out west, which would not be easy, even with a healthy and more talented roster. They are banged up, including star freshman point guard Cole Anthony. The Tar Heels are not at all where they want to be. The Wolfpack and the Blue Devils mostly in my eyes. The Demon Deacon somewhere in between. We'll talk college basketball. We'll talk Major League Soccer, why it's here, when it's coming, and the other details. The city of Charlotte, if you did not know, this does not impact everybody in our statewide audience. This is not coming from, for example, the state assembly or the governor's office. That would impact all of us statewide. But if you are a taxpayer in the city of Charlotte, you are contributing to the arrival of Major League Soccer to the tune of $110 million in tourism taxes. That's part of the agreement between the city council and the mayor, uh, along with, of course, David Tepper and the still unnamed North Carolina entry into Major League Soccer again. Early 2021, MLS begins its season basically in March. They may have an occasional game at the very, very end of February, but it's basically a March through October regular season, MLS. So perhaps another option to fill your summer menu items, if you like, in terms of sports attendance. We'll talk more about that breaking news with Scott Fowler, who was there today at the announcement in the Queen City as the MLS commissioner Don Garber was in town. David Tepper, of course, took the podium as well. We have audio from that. In case you missed it, Joe Person's going to drop by from The Athletic, a fine website to which I also am a contributor. The subsite The Athletic Carolina is where you can find all of Joe Person's stuff and all of my stuff as well, uh, along with accsports.com. Joe Person on the NFL in our third hour. Scott Fowler on the breaking news. MLS to North Carolina finally became official today. 
you have questions, comments, and perhaps you want to jump in with your opinion on one of our questions of the day. We have for one, one question for you as a sports TV viewer. We have one question for you as an NFL fan, and we have one question for you just as an NBA fan. Here are your options as you get your wheels turning, 1-800-849-2761. We also have a big tailgate tour, tailgate of the year style announcement. Yesterday, we gave that prestigious prize to Adam Carpenter, Dan Newcomer, and the touchdown trailer tailgate at Wake Forest University. They join previous winners from NC State, ECU, NC Central, Elon, and App State. We are still looking for our first tailgate of the year winner from the Tar Heels or the Blue Devils or the Charlotte 49ers or North Carolina A&T or some of the others that we visit, but that's down the road a bit. We have another grand prize announcement to make because remember, somebody who participated in the Continental Tire Toss is also going to get four free Continental Tires from our friends at Continental Tire. That is the big tailgate tour driven by Continental Tire. One big announcement yesterday. We'll have another big announcement for you this week, especially if you were one of the thousands who participated in the Continental Tire Toss. The questions of the day include these. Jump in early if you'd like to get in quickly. 1-800-849-2761. NBA TV ratings are down a lot. Even though I would argue there are some really compelling matchups. This Thursday, by the way, the two teams with the best records in the NBA, the Bucks and the Lakers, they go head-to-head -head in a nationally televised game. Last night, Dallas ended the Bucks' 18-game win, win streak. Luka Doncic is hurt right now, but one more reason to watch the Mavericks, who haven't been as interesting lately. Thursday night's doubleheader on TNT includes not only that Lakers-Bucks matchup, two best records in the NBA, but also the Rockets against the Clippers, two of the other NBA title contenders. Doesn't get much better than that, and yet TV ratings are down for the NBA's regular season very significantly compared to last year. I'll give you some numbers in a little bit. Are you watching the NBA less often this season? If so, why? Help NBA executives understand what's going on, because in some cases, TV ratings are down from last year 20% or more. That is a significant number. Small rises, small drops, no problem happens in every industry. Down 20% or more year to year, that's a little bit of an alarm bell. If you're watching less NBA this season, tell us why at 1-800-849-2761. With Major League Soccer coming to Charlotte, here's another question for your consideration. What is the farthest you have ever traveled to regularly, regularly support a professional or college sports team? I ask because Charlotte does have, as a metro area, more than 2 million people. But we all know that there are fans of the Panthers who come all the way from the Outer Banks for maybe all eight home games in Charlotte, or maybe they share season tickets and go to four of the eight and somebody else goes to four of the eight. I know from personal experience I am far more likely to support a team if I am within a 30-minute drive of getting there and enjoying a game and then 30 minutes or less home. Far more likely to do that than if you're two and a half hours away. What is the farthest you've ever traveled to regularly support a pro or college sports team? I don't mean you go to every game necessarily, but I don't mean you only go once or twice either. Regularly support, right? The MLS has 17 home matches per year in the regular season. 
For the NHL or the NBA, that's 41 home games per regular season. NFL, easier to get to for whatever portion of those eight regular season home games. College football teams, you might be tailgating only six or seven times a year, so maybe you put up with a longer drive with less resistance. College basketball, if you go to every home game, that might be 15, 16, 17, 18 times a year you're supporting your favorite college basketball team. Question of the day, what is the farthest you've ever traveled to regularly support a pro or college sports team? I think the folks in Charlotte are wondering that, as Hornets games are sometimes a ghost town in the NBA, the Panthers games were half empty because the team was losing, of course. And remember that Major League Soccer's business model relies far less on TV money compared to the NBA and the NFL. They need to fill the stadium regularly. Question of the day, what's the farthest you've ever traveled to regularly support a pro or college sports team? And finally, since Drew Brees set more records last night, my question is simple. If you could have any current NFL quarterback leading your team in this year's playoffs. I don't mean for the next five years, the next 10 years. If you could have any current NFL quarterback leading your team in this year's playoffs, who would it be and why? For many, the answer is Drew Brees. For many, the answer was once Tom Brady, and it is no longer that. There are intriguing younger options like a Lamar Jackson or a Patrick Mahomes or a Deshaun Watson, all from playoff caliber teams. There are other veterans besides Breeze and Brady. How about Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson? They'll be in the playoffs again this year. If you could have one and only one current NFL QB leading your team in this year's playoffs, who would it be and why? Drew Brees continued his Hall of Fame caliber career last night by setting two different records. One of them a career mark, one of them a single game mark. We'll get into both of those as we welcome your phone calls. MLS to North Carolina, NFL, Drew Brees setting records. Will Greer getting ready to make his first NFL start for your Carolina Panthers. NBA question, are you watching less NBA action on TV? If so, why? College basketball we'll get to, Carolina Hurricanes will get to, and we welcome your calls. Scott Fowler and Joe Person later on the MLS and NFL headlines of the day. You can join us now at 1-800-849-2761. What is the farthest you've ever traveled to regularly support a pro or college sports team? A story from my childhood, a story from more recently, and stories of yours, 1-800-849-2761, next on The David Glenn Show. Kevin Harlan is joining us. It was a boring game, and the guy ran out right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver <laughs> to be a part of the play. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. You always think of calling that dramatic last-second buzzer-beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic. This is the David Glenn Show. This is a historic day for Major League Soccer. It's a historic day for the sport of soccer in North America, and it really is a historic day for the Queen City. So now it's my pleasure to welcome Charlotte to Major League Soccer as our 30th team. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. That was the Major League Soccer Commissioner, Don Garber, handing off to the Panthers owner, David Tepper, who now also owns an MLS franchise. Expansion fee, $325 million. That was a record by a lot. Previous high was only $200 million. 
And the same league that was struggling with folding franchises back in the 1990s is successful and in some cases lucrative. And yes, your Charlotte team will begin play early in the 2021 calendar year. We have questions of the day with this news in mind. We have questions of the day with Will Greer's first start on tap for your Carolina Panthers this weekend. A question of the day in mind for Drew Brees as he set more records on Monday Night Football this time. 1-800-849-2761. As we look forward to guests later, we look forward to your phone calls now. With the Charlotte MLS franchise on the way, in a state where we've had NBA basketball in Charlotte for more than three decades, where we've had NFL football in Charlotte for more than two decades, where we've had NHL hockey in Raleigh, in that case, for more than two decades. I came to this state in 1987, and I was like, wow, we got the NBA the very next year. Five or seven years after that, we got the NFL. And within a decade of me transplanting here, we had the NHL as well. I was like, wow, that's a heck of a decade. We went from none of the major pro sports to three of the big four, really. And now you could say four of the big five with Major League Baseball being the only exception. What is the farthest you've ever traveled to regularly support a pro or college sports team? You don't have to necessarily go to every game, but I'm not talking about the once or twice a year trip either. Why do I ask? Because in Major League Soccer, filling the seats matters a lot. Corporate support also matters. But unlike the NFL and the NBA, where there are so many TV dollars, if you don't have those other elements in play, it doesn't work. MLS has tiny infinitesimal good sat word type tv revenue compared to the nfl compared to the nba compared to major league baseball do those sports also want to put fannies in the seats of course they do but they have one heck of a cushion even modern day college football and college basketball while alarmed by recent declining attendance trends they have the cushion of the biggest tv deals in the history of college sports you want the perfect ideal combination, right? The most TV money you've ever had and full stadiums left and right. Well, in some of these sports, you can still turn a profit with half-empty stadiums, and the MLS is just not that way. That's why I asked the question. Charlotte is getting this franchise for a handful of reasons. I mean, a couple of them were absolute prerequisites. As we come to your calls, 1-800-849-2761, with Drew Brees in mind, the question for NFL fans is, if you could have any current NFL QB leading your team in this year's NFL playoffs, who would it be and why? For me, Brees is one of the first names that comes to mind, not for the next 10 years, not for the next five years, but right now, you need a combination of accuracy and high football IQ and athleticism and experience and red zone toughness and all the rest, clutch play. Drew Brees last night set two records, and only one of those was a career record. With 540 touchdown passes in that 34-7 to, to win over the Colts, he catapulted past guys like Kate, Peyton Manning and the still active Tom Brady. As the Saints were trouncing the Colts, Breeze set the record for most career TD passes, 540, and career records sometimes mean, you know, your best is way behind you, as some are describing Tom Brady that way. But he also set a single-game record last night, highest completion percentage. I just spent three months throwing footballs through tires in the t Continental Tire tail uh, the Continental Tire Toss on our big tailgate tour. 29 of 30 is not easy even when there is no pass rush. 
Drew Brees against an NFL defense completed 29 of 30. That is almost 97%. And that was the greatest single game completion rate in the history of the NFL. So he set one career mark. He set one single game mark. And of course, his season long numbers, while reduced because of his injury, efficiency wise, are among the best in the NFL. I don't think you're crazy. If your answer is Lamar Jackson, this year's leading candidate for MVP, I don't think you're crazy if it's Patrick Mahomes, last year's MVP, assuming good health for him in Kansas City. I don't think you're crazy if you prefer a different veteran like an Aaron Rodgers of the Packers or a Russell Wilson of the Seahawks, who also are headed into the postseason this year. And we all have our feelings about Tom Brady. He's not quite what he was, but he is a tough guy to bet against at times. To me, Drew Brees is as good an answer as anybody else. Because even though Lamar Jackson is putting up the best numbers overall this year and is the most deserving candidate for MVP, on his resume as a rookie was a deflating, disappointing, the Chargers figured him out to a degree and they eliminated the Ravens from the playoffs. It was an unhappy ending for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to and his rookie year in the NFL. He's a better version of himself, but are you certain what you're going to get come the playoffs? That is the NFL question of the day. If you could have any current NFL QB leading your team in this year's playoffs, who would it be and why? The Major League Soccer question is really a broad one as we come to Chris in Greensboro, Steve in Apex. You can join us at 1-800-849-2761. MLS needs fannies in the seats. Charlotte is, if you did not know, one of the 25 biggest metropolitan areas in the entire country. It was not that when I arrived in North Carolina back in 1987. Our state has had upward growth trends, Triangle, Triad, Charlotte, and otherwise, for basically the entire three decades plus that I have been fortunate enough to live here. So Charlotte has become a top 25 market, right? The Triangle has become a top 30 type market, depending on how you measure it. The Charlotte metro area has more than two and a half million people. That's the starting point. But in a sport that can't rely on TV money nearly as much, in a sport that needs to fill the stadium, and yes, it will be, David Tepper's Panthers play at Bank of America Stadium, and unlike most current MLS teams, his new soccer team will not play in a soccer-specific stadium. Those are pretty cool. They sometimes seat only 15, 18, 21, or 22,000. That's in vogue. That's part of the MLS success story, not just borrowing somebody's baseball or football stadium, but rather making a soccer-specific stadium in, of course, a market that both has the population and other demographics to support it, hopefully some passion for soccer as well. Tepper's MLS team is going to play in the same place as his NFL team. That was a negative for him. But regardless, he has to fill the seats, not 60-plus thousand that he needs for the Panthers or hopes to get for them, but some number, 20,000-plus, even if it's if it looks like a ghost town, that would be plenty to make the economic model sustainable. What is the farthest you've ever traveled to regularly support a pro or college sports team? 17 home matches per year there in Charlotte, starting in early 2021. Would you go? Or would you only go if you live in or near Charlotte? NFL teams draw from a wider spectrum geographically. The radius is larger than in other sports, in part because, A, the NFL is the most popular sport, but, B, even if you go to every home game in the regular season, it's only eight a year. 
It's not 40 or more a year in the NBA and the NHL. It is more manageable when the number is smaller. College football, college basketball, MLS, and then the smallest number, eight home games for your NFL team. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. What is the farthest you've ever traveled to regularly support a pro or college sports team? I think Charlotte decision makers want to know your answer to that question with the new MLS franchise beginning in the Queen City in 2021. Stephen Apex wants to talk football. Others want to jump in on the MLS coming to the state of North Carolina. You can be next with your question, comment, or answer to our question of the day. Are you watching the NBA less often? If so, why? Numbers are down more than 20% on ESPN and TNT compared to last year. If you could have any current NFL QB leading your team in this year's playoffs, who would it be and why? And then the MLS question can Charlotte build just within, say, an hour or 90-minute driving radius of the Queen City? Or will others scattered across my statewide audience as we reach the Atlantic Ocean to our east and the Tennessee border to our west and everywhere you'd want to live in between, would you support an MLS franchise or are you too far away to make that kind of commitment? Steve, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. I, I know how you feel about Cam Newton. I know how you feel about Kyle Allen. I'm not sure I know how you feel about Will Greer, who has quick, quickly in his rookie season with the Panthers gone from third stringer to getting his first NFL start this week. What do you think? I, I, I think, Dave, I, I think it's great. I, you know more about him than I do because I'm going to be honest with you. The little bit I've seen in preseason of him. He was not good. And a few little snaps. He, he really didn't look like much of nothing. So, no. let's see. I, I would like for him to start all three games just to see, get a, more of a barometer on him because I don't really he, – he was great at West Virginia, but he doesn't show me much in the pro level. So, I guess that's something we have to see. And that way we'll know if we need to search for a quarterback. Are you okay to just throw him into the fire? Because, yes, you know, yes, you know the argument. One argument is, why not? The season's already lost. You're 5-9. and nine. You have some difficult off-season decisions to make surrounding Cam Newton, and you'll probably re-sign Kyle Allen, but he doesn't look like the answer, at least as a starter. I'd still like him as a backup, uh, given, even given his recent struggles. Uh, the alternative to that is, you know, you can damage a young quarterback if you throw him in before he's really ready, and you might even lose your locker room if they know he's not ready, but you throw him in there anyway. So that, that's how that argument goes in both directions. But at this point, at 5-9, and nine, you know, even the risks, while real, aren't end-of-the-world risks because you're two games away from the end of the regular season. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Dave, this is, okay, on my other question, uh, as far as who I would take, you're talking about right today, what quarterback yeah, would you take? Yeah, for this year's playoffs, right. which QB would you take? Anyone? <sighs> right. Right, to, to get me to the Super Bowl, not just win the Super Bowl, get me there for, through the playoffs, too. I like Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I don't blame you. I, I'll tell you what, it's a heck of an argument because there are probably five names where if, you, if somebody said Jimmy Garoppolo, just because the 49ers have one of the best records in the NFL, I would remind them the Niners are where they are, primarily because of their defense, secondarily because of their running game, and then, yes, Jimmy Garoppolo has had a nice season. But if you're looking at it differently than that, you're, you're kind of missing the point of what the 49ers story is all about. Similarly, while Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills is going to be a playoff quarterback, 
you know, Sean McDermott's success story in Buffalo starts with defense again and continues with the running game. And, yes, Josh Allen has made some great strides as a dual-threat young quarterback in the NFL, but nobody would give you Jimmy Garoppolo or Josh Allen among this year's playoff quarterbacks as your preferred pick. In the past, a lot of people would have said Tom Brady, and they would have been right. Right now, I don't, I don't know how you could answer Tom Brady in today's question of the day. With all due respect to his long body of work, he's not as good. His pieces around him are not as good. So I don't see Tom Brady as the answer to the question. All due respect to Kirk Cousins. The Vikings are going to make the playoffs, but the defense in the running game are as big, if not bigger, a part of that than Kirk Cousins. If you told me Russell Wilson of the Seahawks, Aaron Rodgers of the Packers, Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, Drew Brees of the Saints, or Lamar Jackson, given his MVP caliber season, I think you could defend that argument. Now, what would you put him one through five? I don't know. I I feel like I could win it all with any one of those five. And Deshaun Watson of Houston, while probably not on a team that is a realistic threat to win it all, I think he's getting closer and closer to joining this mix. Maybe he is already there. But even if Tennessee makes the playoffs, it's not Ryan Tannehill. I know what his efficiency numbers are this year. Even if Pittsburgh makes the playoffs, it's certainly not Duck Hodges, right? And whoever wins the NFC East, maybe you like Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz or both. I don't see those two guys quite up there with Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. And we'll see if Lamar Jackson is really in the process of joining that elite group or whether defenses will adjust to him the way defenses adjusted to the Rams last year, not necessarily Jared Goff as much. But that Sean McVay offense had people asking, how are defenses going to deal with this? Well, a year later, they've dealt quite nicely after adjusting to what the Rams like to do. I don't know if the answers are as simple with Lamar Jackson. Maybe he has something special there, not just this season in Baltimore, but as a really young guy with a really promising longer-term future. 1-800-849-2761. We'll get more of your phone calls in on the other side. Question of the day with the MLS officially coming to Charlotte. What's the farthest you've ever traveled to regularly support a pro or college sports team? There's got to be somebody in the mountains that goes to, you know, a dozen Duke or State or Carolina games per year. Tell me about that dedication. Somebody who lives at the coast who goes to all eight or six of the eight Carolina Panthers home games. In some sports, all the attendance you need is in your home state or sometimes to a degree even your own city. In the MLS, it doesn't quite work that way. And if you want to fill 20-plus thousand seats, you're going to need more than Metro Charlotte to make that happen as the Queen City became team number 30 in Major League Soccer officially a little bit earlier today. If you hadn't been paying attention, next year Miami is a new franchise and Nashville is a new franchise in MLS. In 2021, the new teams will be your new Charlotte team and Austin, Texas previously had been announced as an expansion city. And then in 2022, St. Louis and Sacramento. Again, they already had been announced as expansion teams. They don't begin play until 2022. So the league has grown officially now from the current 24 to on that timetable, the magical number of 30 that they've been talking about for years. Doesn't mean they'll never expand again, of course, 
and that means Raleigh, somewhere down the road, Phoenix, Las Vegas, San Diego, Indianapolis, sometimes Detroit or Tampa or others have been interested as well. Doesn't mean they won't grow past 30, but it's not mere coincidence that the biggest sports that we follow, don't they all seem to settle right around that 30 number? Maybe a little more than 30, maybe a little fewer than 30, but right around 30, that's what the demographics of the United States, with some tweaks here and there, seems to suggest is the right number. NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and now Major League Soccer as well. Hugh and Holly Springs will be next on the other side. Scott Fowler joins us live from Charlotte. He covered the MLS expansion announcement with David Tepper on hand earlier today. Joe Person of The Athletic Carolina drops by to talk Drew Brees, great quarterbacks, Panthers coaching search, and other NFL in our third hour. You can be next on college basketball, the NBA, the Hurricanes, the MLS, and a big night in the NFL last night. Drew Brees is setting more records, and he also might be the quarterback you'd want on your side come playoff time. You can say that about a couple of other veterans for sure, Brady included. He has slid down my list a little bit, but some think he's still number one on that particular question of the day. 1-800-849-2761. That's how you can join us next on the David Glenn Show. Gary Player joining us. This morning I did 1,300 sit-ups and crunches. Wow. I pushed 300 pounds with my legs and I ran on the treadmill. You are one of the legends of golf and you've been an inspiration as a person as well. What a nice compliment and God bless America. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Just kind of makes you shake your head, you know. Just, are you kidding me? You know, I'm not sure how we got here. <laughs> it just, you know, kind of makes your whole life and career flash before your eyes. Because I, I, I never, never thought I, I would have had the chance to be a part of, of something like this. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Drew Brees is setting more records. Last night on Monday Night Football, he now has both the career touchdown passes mark, 540. Left ahead of Peyton Manning last night, ahead of still active Tom Brady, so they could go back and forth moving forward. Brady's numbers down compared to his legacy-type numbers. Drew Brees not really slowing down. The only numbers that are down are because of the games he missed via injury earlier this year. It was Saints 34, Colts 7. We are setting up for a playoffs that will include a whole lot of elite quarterbacks. Drew Brees and the Saints are in. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are in. Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are in. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are in. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are in. Tom Brady and the Patriots are in. Deshaun Watson and the Texans are in. Not as much of a threat, I don't think. But you are going to have a bunch of quality QBs to choose from in this year's NFL postseason. Hugh and Holly Springs wants in on that question of the day. We're also talking about the big news from Charlotte. MLS is coming to North Carolina. Charlotte is going to be team number 30. They will begin play early in the 2021 calendar year. So that's only a little bit more than you know 12 months away, more like, I guess, 14 months or so. There will be a Charlotte Major League Soccer franchise as that league is in the process of going from 24 to 30 teams. Charlotte is going to be number 30 as that official announcement came down earlier today. Hugh and Holly Springs, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, David. So I wanted to answer your question about the quarterback. And you got to know, I'm, I hate the Patriots and I hate Tom Brady. All right. But there are five really good reasons why. Yeah. You're telling me I'm not taking a team, I'm taking a quarterback. Correct. So Tom Brady, time and again, everybody says he can't do it. He's not going to do it. The last few years, and every time he does it, 
He gets there. He goes to the playoffs. If I got to trust one guy, I'm going to trust a guy with five rings. Nothing faces him. He goes out there. He does his job, and somehow, some way, he finds a way to do it every time. I don't think you're crazy. And I was there as my Eagles beat that Tom Brady guy and the Patriots in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. I do see a lot difference, a lot of difference in the Patriots' offense right now. It's harder to gauge how much of that is Tom Brady is getting old and how much of that is Tom Brady's facing injuries on the offensive line and Tom Brady doesn't have a lot of quality targets and Tom Brady doesn't have Gronk to lean on anymore. And sometimes when Julian Edelman is double, double, uh, double covered, Tom's not really sure where he's going with the ball because nobody is open a lot of the time. So we'll see how that part shakes out. When I watch Drew Brees play, when I watch Aaron Rodgers play, when I watch Patrick Mahomes play, when I watch this year's Lamar Jackson play, uh, Russell Wilson, I don't see those Super Bowl rings, which, of course, Brady got with the help of Belichick and some great defenses and some great tight ends, et cetera. I see a higher level of quarterback play. It's hard to bet against Tom Brady. I agree. I've never given up on him. I'm not excluding him from this conversation the way some are arguing that, you know, Father Time has finally caught TB12, and we're just never going to see him lead another Super Bowl champion. But I do see something different than even what I saw from Tom Brady in that Super Bowl as he came darn close to beating the Eagles in a high-scoring affair. That Tom Brady was more dangerous, more accurate, a little bit more athletic, although that's obviously never been a huge part of what he has to offer. They have a chance because of that defense, because of that head coach, and yes, because of that quarterback. And New England, of course, has one of the better records in the NFL, although this year... TB12 might have to try to win a road playoff game, and there haven't been quite as many of those as they have built that dynasty. Daniel in Winston-Salem, you're next on the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm a spreadsheet guy, and I am all about the numbers. And my brother and I had an argument the other day, and we were talking about, you know, this very same question. And uh, so we put we we looked at the lifetime lifetime statistics of the of quarterback and my my answer from looking at those lifetime statistics is Aaron Rodgers. So I we looked at three things: um, percentage rate, uh, percentage completion. We list, looked at touchdown to uh, uh, attempts, and we looked at quarterback rating. Okay. And if you if you if you Arrange on a spreadsheet the top the top quarterbacks uh, in the NFL ranking on those uh, parameters. The there are two quarterbacks that stand out from the rest. That's Aaron Rodgers at number one and Russell Wilson at number two. Yeah, and and those two those two quarterbacks are head and shoulders. Now that's it's a little bit unfair this this uh, to to the to the players who are. Like uh, 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 man, uh, you know Manning and and Brady because they they either completed their careers or they're um, right in their careers. Yeah, well, and another one reason I asked what quarterback would you want this year is that gradually everybody starts to fade a little bit. And Tom Brady is in his 42-year-old year. Now, I haven't seen slippage from Aaron Rodgers, but he's in his, what, 36-year-old year. 
So Aaron Rodgers is still one of the best answers to this question. I like the numbers that you pulled. I think touchdown to interception ratio is another great reflection for the most part. And I think this year, doesn't Aaron Rodgers still have only like two interceptions? Like it's ridiculous. He's got 20 plus touchdown passes and only two interceptions. And again, because we're not saying what team, when the Packers have lost in the past, it hasn't usually been because Aaron Rodgers left them down. Uh, let them down it's usually became you know crazy craziness on special teams or bad defense or no running game or whatever Aaron Rodgers and and that's one of the reasons that when I listed right out of the gate you know the first three names that come to mind in the NFC are Drew Brees Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and you just named two of them I think Drew Brees's body of work when it comes to accuracy and such things Wilson gets the bonus points because he can hurt you with his legs a little bit more than most and especially come playoff time, sometimes it's ugly weather, sometimes it's a chopped up field, sometimes it's windy or whatever. The dual threat helps somebody like Lamar Jackson, rising star in Baltimore, Russell Wilson, consistent star in Seattle. You know, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees have enough in their legs to scramble for the occasional first down. And, you know, and that's why all of those guys belong on this list. You could argue who deserves to be one, two, three, or four, or five, but I think those are the names that we would put in one pecking order or another. Major League Soccer is coming to North Carolina. Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer was there for the announcement earlier today. We'll find out what happened beyond the obvious. It was one of the few top 25 markets that did not have the MLS yet. That matters. And the big dollars, the deep pockets of the Panthers owner, David Tepper. Those were the two biggest reasons. You couldn't have had this story without both of those. The mega-billionaire David Tepper in the middle of Montana is not leading, luring an MLS team. That market and that owner made it happen. We're back after this. Kurt Busch is joining us, 38-year-old champion of the Daytona 500. Well, I went out with Gronk last night after uh, after we won the race. Did you really? Also, it was fun. Got about an hour's sleep. I asked him, I go, hey, when do you have to report to training camp? He goes, July. I said, well, we can't be friends because i got to go back to racing. <laughs> Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. Major League Soccer's coming to North Carolina. There with the MLS Commissioner Don Garber and the Panthers owner David Tepper was Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer. He joins us live next on the David Glenn Show. Rob Schneider joining us on the David Glenn Show. When they try to have three days of the NFL draft on TV, my friends said, hey, you going to watch the NFL draft? It's like getting excited about a strip club that's still under construction. <laughs> like you see that building over there in a couple of months? There's going to be some breasts in there. You're listening to the David Glenn Show.